Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sanin Podcast. Today, we're celebrating the beautiful country of Zambia. And I'm joined by four colleagues of mine all the way from the beautiful land of Zambia as we celebrate 58 years of independence. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Um, I'm joined by the beautiful people such as Matakala, I have Luwinga, I have Mr. Mutale, and Mr. Niza. So I'll allow them to introduce themselves. I'll start with Mutale, Matakala, Luwinga, and Niza. Ah, all right, all right, all right. Um, my name is Mutale Alexander Kapakala, but you can also call me Michigan. I'm about a lot of things. I'm a rapper, a producer of my own music. I'm a civil engineering student. And exactly, I came from Zambia, the Copa Belt Kitwe. Kamitondo, those who are from there, they understand. Yeah, I think that's all. Okay, uh, Mr. Luvinga, your next. Oh, okay. So my full names are Luvinga Aaron Mwanza, and I come from Lusaka, Zambia. Yeah, currently studying civil engineering in my final year. Yeah. Okay, and our familiar face on the podcast, Matakala, second time showing. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Um, good evening, everyone. Oh, hi. Nice to meet you all once again. My, name's, uh, my name is Munyinda Matakala. I'm from Zambia, and I'm a civil engineering graduate, a menstrual health advocate, and among many other things, yes, I'm from Zambia, and I'm currently a student in China. Okay, and Mr. Niza? Yeah, um, so my name is Niza Chizu, and I'm from Zambia, to be specific. Um, I'm from the central part of Zambia. From um, a small town that I that we that I love so much, and um, that's Kapuimposhi. Yeah, I'm so proud to come from to have come from there and um, representing my people in the diaspora. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, <laughs> and I'm doing civil engineering. Yeah, at Jinja University. Yeah, this is my third year in civil engineering major. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah thank yeah. you. Yeah, okay, okay. So today we're just going to talk about Zambia, Zambia, Zambia. Um, my first question will be, um, what has, what's Zambia's biggest achievement as you mark 58 years of independence in terms of as a nation and as a people and a society? When you look back at the 50 years of independence since 1964, what's that thing that you feel like Zambia has achieved the most? Um, I'll start with uh, Matakala, then Niza, Mutale, and then Lubinga. Okay. I think Zambia as a nation since now, 1964, there's so many things that um, we've achieved. So many things. I'll begin with um, our exports. Yeah, I think we've increased in terms of the amount of things that we export out of the country. You know, in the beginning, Zambia is a country that's very rich when it comes to mineral resources such as copper. But with time, we've seen that even our agricultural sector is doing really, really well. And I would say that our export industry is doing really, really good as well. So I think that's one thing we contribute, especially to Southern Africa. And then it also comes in other aspects. Let me say, I'll talk about the political view. I think Zambia is one of the countries in Southern Africa that is looked up to when it comes to issues of um, democracy, especially now after we changed our government in August last year. It's a country that's looked up to in terms of democracy because we've had a really good government of late. Our economy is doing really, really well. So those are one of the things that 
uh, I think Zambia has achieved a good democratic um, way of governance and our export industry is also doing well. So those are the things that I would look to and say Zambia has achieved. Yeah. And as a people, I think we've also, there's this sense of patriotism that as we move on, we become, we've become more patriotic about our country. You know, there's this love that it's grooming inside of us, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing also. Okay. Um, I'll go to Mr. Mr. Mutale, your views on that, Zambia's achievement over the past 58 years. Oh, the people. I think it's just the people like coming together. As you witness this year's elections, like the most, like the most decisions were carried by. I, I guess we are coming together as a people out of patriotism, like Matakala mentioned earlier. It's all about patriotism that I've seen, that I've observed. Like for me, what I really believe in is revolutionary. I don't know if some people might take it as a bad thing, but for me. I like coming together and making a decision as one and as young people. So I've really, really much appreciated that. And I also saw a tweet from one of the one of the, the Peace Square guys. What was that? Sorry. I don't know if it's Peter or Paul. He also tweeted about it. He was like, I'm very much happy in today's African uh, youth. The way they came together, like they... Like we came together and we inspired other people. That's that's a good thing for me. Okay. Um I'll go yeah. to Nisa. So um I think most of the most of uh, the most important thing have been mentioned. Um we can't get peace that we've had in the past fifty-eight um years of of um since Zambia got its independence. So I'll start with peace. Like Zambia is is known worldwide, like um, to be that country which is so peaceful and um, like we can all attest to that and I feel that that is one of the, um, the achievements Zambia's attained. Then the other thing is um, the economy rebound. Like Matakala did mention or she 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 touched that part of uh, like um, economy. I mean the 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 us maybe let me let me just say on the economy part, right? Um, Zambia's really like. Um, done a lot, you know. It does. It takes a lot for like a country that was struggling economically to like just from from the blues to like be or maybe have um, the second best performing currency in the world. That has really been the greatest achievement so far. Um, talking of the, the new regime or the new government, like they just came in, in into power, then um, there was a switch, right? Like th that transition from the, the 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 struggling economy to like the economy that is um being talked about by everybody I think then the other thing uh, I think would be not so long ago Elon Musk did mention um um something like bringing Starlink I don't know if you guys know about Starlink coming to Zambia which is like something that will um help out a lot in let's say in rural areas the places where um internet connection is like so pathetic and so so difficult to like just access internet so i feel like with those those things being talked about those things coming will like has been the greatest achievement so far yeah uh, okay um you've you've highlighted on the achievements of zambia as a nation and zambians as a people 
Now, on the general context of Zambia as a member of SADC or African Union or, or as an African country, what's its biggest contribution yeah. over the years? I'll start with Luwinga. Zambia's contribution to Africa or to Africa in general. Uh, okay. Um, me, uh, pioneering, like, you know, in the working safari. So I feel like in such terms, uh, I'll just highlight on the point of saying, like, it's one of the friendliest and it has many, you know, like, I spot like, world places worth of, you know, visiting. Like, for example, we have the Victoria Falls, which has promoted so much tourism for people to come by and see as well. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Niza, could you add on that? Zambia's contribution to Africa. Okay, I, I would I would say um, even in the fight for like um, most Africans to be independent, I, I feel like Zambia was um, that country that pushed so hard and made sure helped a lot of countries in attaining independence. So I feel like um, Zambia has been um, one of those countries that has um, helped African country, other African countries in in the fight for independence. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, if I'm to to um to analyze what you said is that Zambia was um um a sanctuary for pro independence movements on the continent, and it 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 brings me to my question: How do you analyze Zambia's foreign policy relations with other countries? Are they friendly? Um. Has Zambia had any conflict with any of its neighbors? What is Zambia's relation with other countries, both internationally and um, within the region? I'll start with Matakala, then Mutal. Okay, so um, when it comes to foreign policies, um, first of all, referring to your previous question, I must mention also that one of Zambia's contributions, also not only in Africa, but to the world, is that um, Zambia has actually partnered with the World Bank since 1995 to improve um, certain infrastructures, you know, to improve certain infrastructures. And Zambia has also partnered with other non-governmental organizations that are known worldwide um, to help in the eradication of poverty. And even though poverty levels have remained, um, you know, at a certain level that need to be worked on, we are still glad to know that we are working with other organizations to help in the eradication of poverty. Now, when it comes to foreign policies, um, since 1964, the foreign relations of Zambia has actually focused on supporting things like liberalization, liberalization, pardon me, and we work with um, congresses such as the ANC, which is the African National Congress, to help make policies among various countries friendly, you know, and to help um, put them in equilibrium, you know, so that we have this um, relationship with other countries that is flexible. Yeah, exactly. Just to add on, on what she was saying, Aiden. Yeah, that was the essence of uh, the formation of SADC. And um, if you look at Pan-Africanism, was also to just bring the relationship of the outside world to Africa. You know, as we go back in history, we were not initially together for example, what Niza, Niza mentioned something about um, Zambia being a key in helping other neighboring nations in the Sadiq region uh, to gain their independence, of course. So we were not like a collective, I should say. We were not a collective. So as time went on, 
it was formed that the Sadiq region and other other states also like they came together in understanding like a mutual understanding. Like Matakala mentioned also, she mentioned a term saying equilibrium. So yeah, everything was coined under like going through the steps of such kind. So for me, it's just uh, I didn't know what they said. Yeah. Okay. Um. When I came to um China, there was that um, there was that should I call it the relations between Zambia and China have like it's like two faces of a coin. On one yeah. side, you have Zambia and China being so close together, and 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 everything looks smooth on paper. You have friendly relations, investments, and all that. And then on the other side, people are seeing it as a form of um, exploitation by the Chinese, debt trap, neo-colonialism, and all that. And China being Africa's largest trading and investment partner, and Zambia being those countries where it has good relations with. Yeah. And you being students in China, and proudly Zambian, what are your views on that China-Zambia relations in your own take? I'll start with Niza, then Lubinga. All right, that's a good question. Um, I think we've all seen how everything is run. Um, to start with, I feel like um, the the friendship has helped us in the sense that, like, take for instance, we're students, right? The, 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 the Chinese government is at least, you know, um, providing scholarships to most um, African countries in general, yeah? And I feel like they, okay, what can I even say? They take it as, um, um, what can I even say? Okay, the, the relation, the relations that has helped us in the, in the sense that um, we come here to learn and get the knowledge, right? We get the knowledge and take it back home that can help um, develop our country. And that will at least, um, I feel will, um, help us be independent, right? Not being over dependent on the Chinese, because we've seen like back in back in Africa, right? Like most of the most of the infrastructure, most of the 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 road, anything like construction related, we we fond of involving the Chinese. I don't know if it's because we don't trust ourselves, but then because we're here, I feel like that has really opened up some um, that we go um, something that is um, like being uh, like a bridge to like development and everything you know like zambia's it being um a developing country i feel like we um that relationship is not really biased it's not like um how can i even say it doesn't really lean on the the others the negative side which is um uh china um taking advantage of zambia okay. uh mr luwinga your views on china zambia relations okay my views on China and Zambia. Hmm. Um, well, they are very close, actually. Like, I feel for me, okay, I think for me, what I've seen so far and what I've witnessed is like it's become a big thing, uh, especially like with infrastructure back home. There are certain bridges that have been done through Chinese companies. And not only just that, um, I also have found out that. Uh, like the diplomatic relations between Zambia and China have, you know, become a wider spread throughout China's ideological driven support for the 
liberation struggles across the continent. So, which is like single for them going out, like you know, in public and face economic development as a center of cooperation, which gets people to now be able to find jobs and whatnot. Because personally, I have a friend of mine. Um, she was here and she left. So when she left and started like working back home, she joined with the, the Chinese company and right now she's just still doing okay. But I would say as of why so far, like what China has invested in Zambia, um, we've experienced like peace between its independence and mineral sources like with copper being the main export with minerals also, yeah. I'll come to Mr. Mutale, your final say on the China-Zambia relations. Exactly, uh, thank you. Um, this relationship was actually coined by uh, our first president, uh, Dr. David Kaunda, I should say. So going back to history, he had a good relationship with Chairman uh, Mao. And everything started from there. Everything was going on good. But now, having a successful of presidents around, it became as if it was taken advantage of. Many things happened along the way. Many things you can see, corruption, I should say, corruption happened along the way. That's when you see, that's when you mentioned in your question earlier, you mentioned something like, is the relationship all right or is there something we are supposed to look at? Exactly. The relationship right now is a bit ugly, I should say, because of every successful president we've been having. They all have different relationships with the leaders of China. So now if you look at past the years, Zambia's independence was in 1964. So from that time up to now, you can see that there's been a bit of change in trade and everything you might find that there is infrastructure, right? The Chinese, the Chinese government is sent to, to like uh, do a cooperation with the Zambian government. Of course, there there will be agreements there, but some agreements are not taken in advance like the ways they are supposed to be taken. So that's when I mentioned being biased and ugly. So as far as I'm concerned, for me the relationship is a bit shaky, but right now. Like I mentioned earlier in my point, um, I mentioned something about the youth speaking up. Since us, the youths, we've stood up now to speak up, then yeah, the relationship will be mutual. Not like the way it is so shaky and ugly, if you've understood what I've said. Okay, um, that's uh, a nice analogy of that. Um, my next question would be, um, unlike my country, Uganda, Zambia has not had a civil war. You've neither had a coup. You have resources. Um, you're blessed with nature, you know. I, I just want to ask, why hasn't Zambia reached the high potential it has to reach? Be, despite being blessed with, you know, all that God can give a country, why haven't you reached the potential that you would have to be economically? I'll start with Matakala. Uh, that's a very good question. <laughs> I mean, people would actually wonder, like, you know, knowing Zambia um, contributes to 77% of, um, sorry, am I audible? Yeah, very much. Okay, so knowing that Zambia contributes to 
knowing that copper, which is our largest export, contributes to 77% of Zambia's total exports. So I think one of the challenges, sorry, excuse me, one of um, the challenges that we face as a country is inconsistency, especially in policies. You know, it's, um, knowing we have elections every five years, so certain policies that may come with a certain government may change after five years if they've not yet been implemented. Okay, and then another challenge that I think we also face is that we also face, excuse me, is low labor productivity. You know, there is low labor productivity. Excuse me. And um, I think those are mainly the challenges that we face and also corruption. There's a lot of corruption and that I think is trying to be eradicated by our current government. Yeah. So those are one of the challenges that we face. I believe if there's consistency in policy making and the implementation of policies, there's also a high productivity. There's also a high labor productivity. And then corruption is also eradicated or at least controlled because I don't think corruption can be completely gotten rid of. But I think if levels of corruption reduce, then we'll be good to go. And I think those are things that I'm that we are seeing, that we are witnessing in Zambia. It's not just things that we hear. We can see that issues of corruption are being taken care of. They're being handled by the Anti-Corruption Commission. You know, And then we also see that when it comes to labor, we, we are seeing a lot of improvement since our last elections in 2021. Yeah, so those are one of the things that um, we can do to improve our economy, you know, despite having all those good things. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll come to Mr. Niza. Your views on why Zambia hasn't reached its potential? Um, I think my comment on that one would be um, over-dependent on the, the government. Like, us young people, we're fond of, like, let's say you go to uni, right? You, you do your, your studies and all that then the only thing that you have in mind is to go work for the government. I feel like that thing has affected us in the sense that we're not productive, we're not um, creative, like in the way we we do stuff, right? If we were to have that mindset of like, you you were educated, right? Because education is, is, is really important. If we're educated, then think, sit down and um, analyze this thing look around and see what we need as a country and maybe the, 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 the community. I feel like that will help us develop a lot. Yeah, and I'm so happy that the new government has, um, has come in with a lot of policies that will help eradicate corruption, as Matakala said. Um, in the previous regime, we had a lot of cases of um, corruption. Then um, the other thing is, I feel like most um, wings of the government were not independent in the the, the way they, they do their stuff. Like Matakala did mention of the, the ETC, which is the Anti-Corruption Commission. I feel like if those wings of the government or those um, organizations are like independent, they, they do their stuff, they investigate where, where need be. I feel like Zambia will be a better place. Yeah, I think that's my comment on that one. Yes, Matala, you want to say something? Yeah, I wanted to say something. Um... This is going to be a long explanation, but I'll just go ahead. Um, for me, what I can say is I can bring up the topic of there are two governments in Africa, in all around Africa, each, each and every African country has two governments. Why do I say this? There's a huge bridge, there's a huge gap between the government for civil servants, the same well-known government is oh, up there, and there's the street government. Many people they are considered as illiterate, what illiterates, dropouts, 
those that don't want to go to school, they just want to be working hard on the streets, isn't it? So we have such kind of a government. The way it came up, the street government, the street government came up out of not feeling fit uh, in the civil servant government. The civil servants, they are imposed on the laws, like the laws of a nation. The laws of a nation are imposed on the country. But it's not all the people that are fit to follow that law, isn't it? For example, they might say, every amount you make, you have to be cutting off tax of this certain much. But there's someone on the streets. There's, there are those people on the streets. Maybe they make maybe like 10 quarter a day or maybe lower than that. So maybe they have to cut like maybe 10% of that of that amount they've made that day. And which means they're supposed to be feeding their, their families. They're supposed to be taking care of themselves and all. So now you look at the revenue. The, the revenue doesn't allow them to be contributing to the government. So what they do, they make their own government, right? So if at all the government up there, the government for the civil servants and the street government can come to a conclusion where they can just say, all right, let's build a mutual understanding. Let's build a bridge, not for us to be jumping. The The perfect way I can make you understand this is, um, for example, I can give an example. Maybe two nations, right? There's, uh, there's, a, there's maybe a lake where you see in between them. One nation has cars. The other nation has maybe fuel, I should say, maybe gas. We should say maybe gas. So the other nation that has cars needs gas for what am i saying yeah the other nation that has vehicles it needs gas for it to pump its vehicles to start moving isn't it so even these people that have gas they need cars and machinery for them to use their gas so there's a huge bridge here what are they going to do what relations are they going to do that's the same thing that we have in today's african nations it's not just zambia it's not just uganda it's every african nation this is the type of thing we suffer from. For example, I can give an example in Nigeria. In Nigeria, they are, they are talking about these Yahoo boys, isn't it? There are a lot of Yahoo boys. So if the Yahoo boys are illegally doing that, why can't they mark something that is legal and make a mutual understanding with the government, not just the streets, the government, so that they can come up with something that is better? Imagine if the Yahoo boys were making technological go far in Africa. Because those people are intelligent. They are, they are busy hacking people. They are busy scamming people. So you understand, there's a huge bridge between the upper government and the lower government. And the fact that the upper government considers the lower government as to be illiterate and droppers and not knowing what to do. So there shouldn't be a bridge. There shouldn't be like a gap. Let's close up that gap. Let's build a bridge there to just be one understanding. That's it for me. Yeah. Okay. Nisa, you can add um, Yeah, Italy has just reminded me of something. Um, if we were to look at China, because we, we, we've seen how the, the, the Chinese people work. The Chinese people are so transparent in the sense that um, whatever they're doing, right, you've seen them capture whatever, even sweeping, they'll be sweeping, then they capture to show they've, they've worked, so they've done something. So I feel like if we are so, if we, we had to use the same or the similar kind of way of, of running stuff would um, actually be so helpful to uh, to Zambia and Africa as 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 a whole. So I feel like um, that's one thing that we lack in, in. Like we really need to be transparent in whatever we're doing, and I think this will reduce on corruption. 
as much as we can't um, completely um, um, eradicate corruption, like Matakala said, but at least we can reduce it by, by doing that. Um, yeah, I think that's one of the things that we need to like make sure put in place. Okay, um, Mr. Luwinga, your your closing remarks on um, Zambia and why it has increased its potential. My network is quite slow. I don't know if you can hear me. Okay, yeah, hear you. okay. so I think for me, I'll start off with um, corruption, basically. Um, there are certain things that you're able to do as, you know, the government. And if you're not able like to communicate with people, that's where it's going to give us a big downfall. So from what I've seen so far is like poverty in Zambia is also another result of like us not, you know, being so much as a top because Zambia like hosts, um, how can I say it? Uh, I'll just say, okay, like distributions of wealth, right? It's an equal with few rich and mid-income people because just like... Um, Italia had mentioned here, like, there are certain jobs people might need to get. And then the problem is some people are more put into this and that, and they feel like this person is, you know, like, is a proportion of someone who's poor. Like, no, because they're not getting a proper salary, so it's getting higher than you. You need connections for everything. That's a problem. So we face so much of that, like, in Zambia. And it's really affected, like, you know, a lot of us, like, especially, like, children and whatnot. Because, like, if you think about it, um, there's like, I think maybe is it 35 to 40% of like children, yeah, and then under that, and those are just maybe the number of children like who suffer from pneumonia, and then others like are underweight, you know, and whatnot. And another thing that affects us the most is food security. We don't like, we're not giving out to so many people who are poor. And that number actually keeps on increasing instead of it decreasing. So I think that's also another thing that really, like, hits us really bad. And we have to, like, work on that. So, yeah. And, yeah, I think so far that's all that I have to say. Hey, um, so my next question is... Oh, sorry. Okay, Lisa, you can add on. Um, these guys keep on reminding your stuff. Like, <laughs> they're so intelligent. So, um... <laughs> Like we we we've seen we've seen this thing of um lack of trust in each other. I feel like that thing is also one of the factors that is um really affecting um us because um, when we look at stuff like take for instance the Chinese right if you tell a Chinese or maybe if a Chinese the next person will look at it and won't won't have any questions in regard to whatever recommendation or just any, right? To just look at whatever somebody has written, a fellow Chinese has written or said, they'll take it that way. I feel like if what you um, use the same gimmicks in like making sure Africa and Zambia um, develops, we need to, to put those those things in place, right? And the other thing is, like we've seen, um, even a simple a simple earbud, I'm pretty sure those things are manufactured outside of Zambia or outside of Africa. Take for instance, we we were major exporters of, of of copper, but the same copper that we 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 produce, they get it. They come to make a simple wire, an electric wire or anything like that. So that means um, 
there are things that we 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 can do that we we've pushed on on the on the on the Chinese or maybe the foreigners. You know what I'm saying? So like I feel like if we trust ourselves that much, we can be independent. You know, and I feel like that can um be the biggest blowout to like uh, attaining the 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 highest development. I think that's it. <laughs> um seems there were a lot of wise i don't know wise thoughts on that question which is nice it shows your love and commitment for your country i appreciate you guys for that um my next question is just a simple question um who are your favorite zambian personalities and why over the years or within yourself or within your family who are those people from zambia that you're proud of calling zambian Personality, um, it includes celebrities in Zambia. Yeah, anyone, provided their nationality is Zambian. Ah, so sure. I'll start with uh, Utale, Matakala, Niza, and then Lubinga. Uh, my favorite is Matakala. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, For me, I'll go back a bit in history. Uh, For me, always, ever since I was very young, um... Back home, I grew up in a home, to just say without explaining, yeah? Okay, my favorite personality is Mushala, Adamson Mushala. He worked, uh, he worked with, the, with the, the first president of Zambia once. And story has it that he rebelled against the, his government. So for me, it's just the zeal of him fighting and just having no fear and being ambitious. That's what I take from him. But he was later killed by the army. Okay. Uh, Matakala? I was actually glad when Mutale said I'm his favorite Zambian personality. Only for him to say he's joking. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> well, I beg to differ. I still stand on his first opinion. <laughs> so I think for me, currently, my favorite Zambian personality who I'm proud to actually say, oh, you know, would be our our current president, you know? I think he has, I, I don't know what I would say, a defiant spirit. For me, he's someone that I look to and say, wow, like after all those things that you've been through, you still stood firm and, you know, made it through, you know? I love how he's um he's seen what he's been through. Our president is, he's a product of free education, you know? And before his government, we didn't have free education in Zambia, you know? And so that's one of the things that he actually mentioned. There's this um, interview that I was listening to. I think he was being interviewed by BBC. He said um, one of the reasons why there's free education, he himself is a, a product of free education, you know? So I love that he's seen the things that he's been through and he wouldn't want anyone to go through certain things that he's been through. And so he tries to make things better for them. And I love that he's hard working, you know? Yeah, so those are one of, he's really my favorite Zambian personality. And not because what his political party, but... Okay, uh, Mr. Niza, your favorite Zambian personality? Um, I'll go with, uh, I'll go for um, the, 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 the fifth uh, Republican president. All right, Michael Chilifiasata. I, I, I... Every time I every time I watch that man, I got so inspired. This one person that is um that understood um what it means to to be poor, 
and what it means to have everything you want. And apart from that, knowing hard work, like he knew when it comes to work, he knew what was supposed to be put in for that thing that you're working towards or on is uh, produces results. And the other thing is he was um, a man of his words and he was straight to the point. If he says, you have to do this, you have to do that and just follow that. And I feel like um, uh, a lot of people were found it so, so interesting working with him and so hard at the same time because he wasn't a, he was a non nonsense person. And I feel like, yeah, he's that person just. Okay. Michael Sata. Kind of remember him though. Yeah. Uh, so like moving forward, I want to ask, um, Zambia as a country over the years has had great sporting moments and you have a vibrant music industry. I remember back in my high school, um, songs of Amaura by Roberto were hit in my country, like I think for a year. So I want to ask, um, and the fact that Zambia won 2012 AFCON, I want to ask, what are your favorite Zambian sporting moments and your favorite Zambian musicians? I'll start with Michigan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I saw that funny. Okay, favorite sport. Um, there's what we call Madalas. Uh, Madalas is like local football. It's not like it's not like sponsored by an association like a football association. No, it's only where people come together as a collective. Then they put together, and then they like okay, let's play. There should be this and this and this and that. They just give each other rules. I think for me that was the best sporting event because it used to bring people together, regardless where you're from, which tribe you're from. Like it just used to bring us at one. And we'll be there cheering for people. It's just some local event, you know. So for me, that's that could be my favorite. But I play basketball, and there's not much of basketball in Zambia. You only find basketball maybe in other. I don't think so. I don't. I don't really think so because even in my neighborhood, basketball courts were not around. But I just used to go to other places to play. And uh, as we go on into music, I can say about music. We're really going forward. I can see uh, record labels being formed. I, like long ago, it was, it was like so much scarce to, to catch a record label in Zambia. That is like was personal because now people by the digital movement now people are learning to become independent artists because you, if you are signed under a label, the money should be going to the label and to you. But right now, if you are an independent artist. The money, all the money, the show money, the streams money, everything, the endorsements and all the royalties, the masters, they come to you directly. So I think by people learning that we are going forward, but we are moving at a slow pace. People don't want to make money. People want to make firm first. So an encouragement to my fellow musicians out there, please chase money, not fame. It's all about money. If you want that Rolls Royce you want to be singing about, if you want that those women you want to be singing about, please chase the money first because the money brings the power, isn't it? So, exactly. I, I'm, I myself, I'm very much low 
I can't even call myself, um, and I'm becoming an artist, I can't even say that because I know the journey is very, very far from me. So, as I can say, you, you, you can hear, uh, there, there are many kinds of like music, like secular music is the one that is being portrayed outside African countries. We want the international level also. So by that, I can say many artists in Zambia are about fame and not money. Just money and fame will come later. Yeah. But for me as a hip-hop artist, I want to also encourage my fellow uh, hip-hop artists that don't ever fall, don't step down. Just have to let's preach our own sound. We don't have to get them a piano beats. We don't have to get from Nigeria, the Western beats. No, let's form our own sound and let's go forward. That was amazing. I'll come to Matakala, favorite musician and your favorite sporting moment. Oh, did I even mention my favorite musician? You didn't, by the way. <laughs> my favorite musician is me, Michigan. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, I have a lot. Uh, the, the first one, because I'm a rapper. Takala, the way you're looking at me. Uh, because I'm a rapper. So, <laughs> I'm a rapper. So there's Muzo, a.k.a. Alfonso. Um, that's that's the first one. He's the best rapper in Zambia, no doubt. And I'll go to who? Philip Pochimbin. That guy is, was really good. I don't know if he's still a um, There is uh, Chef187 also. Partly. And uh, who else? There's one guy. There's one person I want to remember. Yeah, Christo Sean is late. Yeah, so I think I can say those. Or maybe they just let me just make them five, even Maki too. Uh Matakala? Um my favorite sporting moment would be um the twenty twelve um Africa Cup of Nations when we won, when Zambia won. I think that if there's ever been a year when every Zambian was a football fan, was a, a huge football fan and everyone was invested, I would definitely put a pin on 2012 because everyone was so excited about it. It's like we knew we were going to win. So even when the win was coming, we, we were fully invested. And I kid you not, there was not a place you'd rather be but Zambia at that point. So I think that would be my favorite football my favorite sporting moment, you know? Yeah, and I loved, I would love to also put it out there that Zambia is not only um, football-based, though that's our biggest sport in Zambia, but we have um, also people doing things like swimming. We also have like boxing. We have like one of the best, um, I would say boxers in Africa, like we are doing really well in that sector as well. We have Kevin Piri, we have Esther Piri. Those are people who are legendary. I'll speak for, I don't, I'm not so, you know, um, familiar with the boxing area, but those are some of the sports. We're good in volleyball, we're good in netball. I must also mention that, um, if I'm not mistaken, I think recently our women's football team won the Kosafa League. Yeah, so we're doing really, really well in the sporting area. Yeah, so when it comes to my favorite musician, uh, I can't choose one person because I love music a lot. So, it would, yeah, I feel like you're putting me between a rock and a hard place when it comes to choose between one and the other. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, I can't, it's so hard for me. But I love, um, I love old Zambian music for some reason. I love, um, we have this genre of music that we call Kalindula. 
yeah so i love that's my favorite genre of music that's where you find them i think you should take time to listen jp though i don't know if you understand because that music is it, it teaches it for the wise like me <laughs> no they are they are also they were there that you can understand yeah yeah so i think i would those those odd school music but when it comes to like modern music right now i think i would say um i would say makitu i love his music though he's we he recently um resigned from the music industry something like that but i think i would go for him yeah i think he's one of my favorite i don't want to i'll, I'll mention everyone in the zambian industry so i think i'd rather stop Even... there yes i know right yeah, yeah. uh mr niza right um i think the matakal has mentioned of um the 2012 afcon um i feel like that was the 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 best moment of every zambian whether you love football or you don't i feel everybody everybody was everybody sat down to like you know watch and see what was going on yeah and i think the the best moment would be um africa cup 2012 final i feel like everybody's heart was like you know beating like crazy so i feel like that was that's that is my the my um best moment in the football um area yeah then i think in the recent um um we've seen like in, in the in the field um like we've we've seen how we we exporting how the number of uh, um what should i even say for me we've we've seen how um, the zambian football is like growing and going viral in terms of like we've seen how we exporting um, players okay, for instance uh patson daka those guys are playing for um european nations or countries whatever so i feel like the um, the 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 sports area is like getting so so vast right now and so massive in other words yeah then talking of the music industry i love music i love music and i feel like that's so hard for me to answer as well but then i'll go for roberto yeah roberto i like that guy i like the music i like how he he just sits on and on his beats and all that can you guys hear me though yeah, yeah yeah we can hear you all right so all right i i i need roberto because i like the way his music is so soft and just you know um calm so i'll go for roberto then chef 187 i like the way he drops his bars i like the way he sits on in his beats like recently we 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 were seen or watching the the black panther trailer where um never forget song was featured where um sampa the great did the song and chef 187 was featured but you can tell and you can you, you know when when he came in you you are able to feel the 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 tension that chef 187 is on the beat so i'll go for chef 187 as well then maki 2 yeah maki 2 a whole time favorite as well i guess i have one question on music why hasn't why, why haven't people said dub boys and yet <laughs> in general uh-huh. there are songs that like <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know one funny thing about music i think michi and would be the best person to comment but then my view on that one i feel like zambian music is 
um, um, there's a lot of talent out there in Zambia. So let's say if you you blow up now and you don't it, it, like it's a process for you to stay relevant to like um, to the public because there's always new people coming in, new talent, new um, sounds coming in. Like you know, we we just like that. So I think that's the reason. But anyway, they're, they're actually good. But now um, with the coming in of Chantanaki and all that, so I feel like you know, everything is good. The music is good. The vibe is good. Yeah. Uh, it's just because like if you enter the the music industry, there's that zero that keeps on telling you, saying, "Oh, do this now," or oh, "Right now, you've seen this type of music that is out now. You should go to this." And if you have consistency with your art, if you have consistent consistency, sorry, if with what you do, with what you believe in, with, with what you believe in, with with whatever you started with, everything that you started with is what the fans are going to be ordering on. So, for example, I'll base an example on Shandanaki. For me, I was uh, at Kito Boys Secondary School together with uh, K from Shandanaki. I was in grade 9, he was like a class before mine. I was in grade 9, he was in grade 10. So he was just like a class before mine. So I remember back then, I used to love like doing freestyles a lot when I was in junior high school. We would be doing freestyles, like we just gather ourselves and uh, like a lot of people would be watching, yeah, we'll just be throwing bars there, freestyling and rapping and rapping and, and everything like that. But for him, he was never near that. He was never, ever, even the time would have like talent shows, like to show your talents, we'll be there on stage rapping won't even be there so it's it's a type of consistency where you just get yourself saying this type of music it's mine this type of music is mine this type of music is no, it's not mine you just get yourself saying there i can't go here yeah i may stay here so he knew what he chose himself to do so that's the same thing it's not like we don't want to pop out there yeah there's marketing also if you have a label that is there for you that is not just there, like to just grab your money and everything. No, there's there's so much money in, in music, so much money everywhere you go. You can even go to Africa, the smallest country in Africa. People that are doing music, there is money. The fans can never, ever, ever fail to pay for a show. The fans can never, ever fail to pay for a CD, like maybe like buying music. They can never fail, but it's up to the choice you make with the type of art you choose. For example, I'm a rapper, I have to go, I have to hit rock bottom from time to time. Yeah, these bars are in existence. Look at Sheffy. Sheffy when I just came in soon. He's still here, he's still popping. So just consistency and believing in your art. And marketing, for those that are doing the local music, if you want us to be heard out there, marketing is very important, yeah. Um. My last question, um, I don't know where Carlos <laughs> going. The last question is, um, what makes you proudly Zambian as an individual? What makes you proudly Zambian? I'll start with Niza. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, to start with, I feel like... Um, it's an amazing thing just um, coming from a country that is um, 
recognized worldwide, worldwide rather, um, to, to have been so peaceful. So I feel like that made me so proud to start with. Then, um, you know, Zambian people, like Zambia, Zambia and Zambian people in general are like um, so generous people and loving people. So I feel like everywhere you go, people recognize what we are as the people of Zambia. They'll be like, okay, people of Zambia are so hospitable and all that. So I feel like that makes me so proud to be Zambian, you know? Wherever I go, like, it's just something that people will look at and say, okay, um, Zambians are known for this. Zambians are um, energetic people. That the energy in whatever they're doing is like just massive. Um, Zambian people like uh, friendly people, you know? We're naturally friendly, like we, we're not rough, you know? But yeah, um, the, the, the list is countless. I can mention a lot of things, but then to just mention a few, I think that is enough. Thank you. Okay, Mr. Mkale, what makes you proudly Zambian? The street in me, I should say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, where I'm from, actually, it's... I should say, I should just put it out there. Where I'm from is a ghetto, like a really, really ghetto. So like you remember that topic you brought up saying like what makes us like to fail to reach at the maximum point. I mentioned the street and the government. Um, That's my understanding. I'll tell you this, Jeff. You can, if you know the streets, the streets of Africa, of each and every African nation are similar. There is nowhere you can go that is that don't have people on the street selling cheap cheap stuff, cheap things, cheap food stuffs. You also have them. There's nowhere on the streets you you will never find people people doing what. Okay, people doing the most local and bizarre thing. You find it and it's similar everywhere in Africa. So for me, I think the street in me makes me so proud to be Zambian because I have that zeal in me saying I'm Zambian and I can be recognized everywhere in Africa. Mm -hmm. So that makes me so much part of Africa. And apart from that, the language, that makes me so proud to be Zambian is just the language, the Bemba language, because I can speak Bemba. Now, I need to remember about JPT too much to understand that pain. But in a, yeah. If you're thin. I hope you understood what I said. <laughs> uh, I didn't understand, but but I'm happy you're speaking member. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, uh, yeah, for me, the street, I think if you if you're from the, the streets of the copper belt everywhere, you can be recognized anywhere, regardless of which African nation you go to, you can be recognized. So that makes me fully proud saying, yes, I'm proud of this, you know? I'm being like, I'm part of this. I'm proud of this. The recognition of me being recognized in each and every state I touch. So that's the thing. And another thing I should say is... Um, it's smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you are street smart, yeah, you can make it anywhere. Um, I, <laughs> the people, the people, I mean, I, the hospitality is unprecedented. So, exactly. Okay. Uh, Matakala, you're concluding the show. Um, what makes you proudly Zambian? 
as Matakala. Okay, let me see. <laughs> I think um, what makes me proudly Zambian is Zambia itself. I don't think there's anyone I've preferred to have been from apart from Zambia. You know? So Zambia is home, you know. I would go to the United States, I would come to China, I would, you know, I would do all those things, but there's just that, you know, Zambia gives me that home feeling, you know, there's no place like home, you know. My mom would always tell me, even people who come from houses that don't have roofs, people that sleep on on the floor, whether they go to whatever place, the place there's just no place like home, trust me. And there's yeah. no two ways. So I love that Zambia is home. I'm so proud to say I'm from Zambia. I love that Zambia is home. There's no place like home. I love when Michigan said you can speak member. I've spoken other languages. I'm yeah. I'm a little good at languages, at learning languages, I try. And there's just nothing that makes me feel as good as when I'm speaking Bemba. You know, I actually wish this podcast was in Bemba. Hey. <laughs> But there's nothing that makes me feel those damn slangs. <laughs> there's nothing that makes me feel Bemba. It's it feels so 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 good. I wish I was I wish I was Bemba. In fact, I, I wish I was the word Bemba itself. Because <laughs> it just so good. I don't know. I I'm <laughs> Tell everyone out there to learn Bemba because there's nothing like and there's certain words that I feel like I can't express in any other language but Bemba, you know? Yeah, so I love that about Zambia. Though I'm not Bemba, I'm Lozi. Um, I equally love Lozi, yeah. But, you know, there's just something about, yeah, being Zambian that I love. I love that you come with this energy. You don't have to tell a Zambian to say, oh, dude, put in energy. You won't go to a Zambian you party. You feel the energy. Exactly. You won't go to a Zambian party and start dozing. That's a lie. Unless you're just not okay. But yeah. <laughs> we don't do that here. You know? Get to our cars, you know? <laughs> uh, okay, that's nice. Um, that's Jason. To be honest, um, <laughs> you, you end this. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't to ask who named you once I'm telling it was a friend of mine who, um I, I asked them uh what are the favorite um common bamba names the combination and they gave me one of them I adopted that as my my Zambian name. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> okay, guys, Jay, thank you so much for coming. It has been. You start coming with, yeah, I saw you coming in with some deep bend. I was like, yo, this guy's hey. doing the most. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been around you guys for for what four years, so. Yeah, I, yeah. I just pick some words here and there. So, yeah, I'm ready. Zambian, you should just take me there. <laughs> okay, guys, thank you guys for coming. It has been an honor, and 
happy independence and god bless zambia god bless everyone thank you thank you for having us